The Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Dollar. Thank you, friends, for joining us tonight for The Bible Live. This unique opportunity we have here in San Antonio and across South Texas to hear the Bible itself each and every weeknight, a 15 to 20 minute reading, and each year the entire Bible. An important thing that we're doing together and that we give attention to the Bible itself, the whole Bible, every verse, every chapter, every book. It is wonderful to have great teachers who can take us to certain chapters, to certain passages, and talk to us about them and clarify them. But it is often the chapters that our preachers don't choose for their sermons that have, for one, some tremendous lessons, and secondly, they have the context for the passages that they use as sermons, and often these passages that we don't read very often are the very ones that cause us to have a lot of problems and a lot of difficulties with the Scripture and ask a lot of questions, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. We need to hear these passages to understand the Bible in its context whether it's David fighting Goliath or the book of Daniel, the stories of Jacob and Esau and the other patriarchs. We need to understand them in their context, their whole life stories, and of all of the dealings of God with these men and women. Tonight, we're going to continue our way through the book of Deuteronomy. This is Moses' last speech, his farewell address to the people of Israel. Right now, though, let's go to our wisdom and worship segment. Again, tonight, the emphasis is on God as a judge. God is judging the wicked and the righteous. Psalm 36 contrasted God's character, God's faithfulness with man's wickedness and unfaithfulness. Now, in Psalm 37, we're contrasting the wicked person with the righteous person. Again, my question to you, who is wicked? That's a very important question. We need an answer. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 15. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like springtime flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. 
Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. He will make your innocence as clear as the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop your anger. Turn from your rage. Do not envy others. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. In a little while the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. Those who are gentle and lowly will possess the land. They will live in prosperous security. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But they will be stabbed through the heart with their own swords, and their bows will be broken. End of reading, Psalm 37, 1-15. is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Beautiful passage tonight, Psalm 37, contrasting the righteous and the wicked. Who are the wicked? We today don't like to think of anybody as wicked. We only think of Hitler or Stalin or some serial murderer, only people like that. But evidently, those whom God judges, those whom he relegates to hell, whatever your understanding of that might be, those who are judged by God, a great, great number of people. Jesus said that the number on the straight and narrow road is very few. The one on the wide, easy road is very many. So it might give us pause and wondering, who does God consider to be wicked and righteous. In Psalm 37, you see that wonderful passage, the meek will inherit the earth. We read that in verse 11. As you remember, Jesus quotes that in Matthew 5, 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. So many times we think the teachings of Jesus were so original with him, and almost always they are straight from the scriptures. Jesus was a man who was saturated with the scriptures, the Old Testament passages. He knew them, and he understood them. And when you squeezed him, Out came the passages of Scripture. Well, now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6 as Moses continues reminding the people of how important it is for them to follow him if they are to experience his protection. Deuteronomy 6.16 through 10.22. Deuteronomy 6. Do not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at my song. You must diligently obey the commands of the Lord your God, all the stipulations and laws he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so all will go well with you. Then you will enter and occupy the good land that the Lord solemnly promised to give your ancestors. You will drive out all the enemies living in your land, just as the Lord said you would. In the future, your children will ask you, What is the meaning of these stipulations, laws, and regulations that the Lord our God has given us? Then you must tell them we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with amazing power. Before our eyes, the Lord did miraculous signs and wonders, dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He brought us out of Egypt so he could give us this land he had solemnly promised to give our ancestors. And the Lord our God commanded us to obey all these laws and to fear him for our own prosperity and well-being, as is now the case. 
For we are righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord our God has given us. Deuteronomy 7. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are about to enter and occupy, he will clear away many nations ahead of you, the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. These seven nations are all more powerful than you. When the Lord your God hands these nations over to you and you conquer them, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaties with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them and don't let your daughters and sons marry their sons and daughters. They will lead your young people away from me to worship other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and he will destroy you. Instead, you must break down their pagan altars and shatter their sacred pillars. Cut down their Asherah poles and burn their idols. For you are a holy people who belong to the Lord your God. Of all the people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. The Lord did not choose you and lavish his love on you because you were larger or greater than other nations, for you were the smallest of all nations. It was simply because the Lord loves you and because he was keeping the oath he had sworn to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescued you with such amazing power from your slavery under Pharaoh in Egypt. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and constantly loves those who love him and obey his commands. But he does not hesitate to punish and destroy those who hate him. Therefore, obey all these commands, laws, and regulations I am giving you today. If you listen to these regulations and obey them faithfully, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of unfailing love with you, as he solemnly promised your ancestors. He will love you and bless you and make you into a great nation. He will give you many children and give fertility to your land and your animals. When you arrive in the land he swore to give your ancestors, you will have large crops of grain, grapes, and olives, and great herds of cattle, sheep, and goats. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men or women will be childless, and all your livestock will bear young. And the Lord will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will bring them all on your enemies. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God hands over to you. Show them no mercy and do not worship their gods. If you do, they will trap you. Perhaps you will think to yourselves, How can we ever conquer these nations that are so much more powerful than we are? But don't be afraid of them. Just remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all the land of Egypt. Remember the great terrors the Lord your God sent against them. You saw it all with your own eyes. And remember the miraculous signs and wonders and the amazing power he used when he brought you out of Egypt. The Lord your God will use the same power against the people you fear. And then the Lord your God will send hornets to drive out the few survivors still hiding from you. No, do not be afraid of those nations, for the Lord your God is among you, and he is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive those nations out ahead of you little by little. You will not clear them away all at once, for if you did, the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. But the Lord your God will hand them over to you. He will throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. He will put their kings in your power, and you will erase their names from the face of the earth. No one will be able to stand against you, and you will destroy them all. You must burn their idols in fire, and do not desire the silver or gold with which they are made. 
Do not take it, or it will become a snare to you, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring any detestable objects into your home, for then you will be set apart for destruction just like them. You must utterly detest such things, for they are set apart for destruction. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Deuteronomy 8. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would really obey His commands. Yes, He humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people need more than bread for their life. Real life comes by feeding on every word of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out, and your feet didn't blister or swell. So you should realize that just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you to help you. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with springs that gush forth in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, olives, and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, praise the Lord your God for the good land He has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey His commands, regulations, and laws. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, that is the time to be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that He led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did it so you would never think that it was your own strength and energy that made you wealthy. Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to become rich, and He does it to fulfill the covenant He made with your ancestors. But I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you also will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Deuteronomy 9. Hear, O Israel, today you are about to cross the Jordan River to occupy the land belonging to nations much greater and more powerful than you. They live in cities with walls that reach to the sky, they are strong and tall, descendants of the famous Anakite giants. You've heard the saying, Who can stand up to the Anakites? But the Lord your God will cross over ahead of you like a devouring fire to destroy them. He will subdue them so that you will quickly conquer them and drive them out, just as the Lord has promised. After the Lord your God has done this for you, don't say to yourselves, The Lord has given us this land because we are so righteous. No, it is because of the wickedness of the other nations that he is doing it. It is not at all because you are such righteous, upright people that you are about to occupy their land. The Lord your God will drive these nations out ahead of you only because of their wickedness. 
and to fulfill the oath he had sworn to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will say it again, the Lord your God is not giving you this good land because you are righteous, for you are not. You are a stubborn people. Remember how angry you made the Lord your God out in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until now, you have constantly rebelled against him. Remember how angry you made the Lord at Mount Sinai when he was ready to destroy you. That was when I was on the mountain, receiving the tablets of stone inscribed with the covenant that the Lord had made with you. I was there for forty days and forty nights, and all that time I ate nothing and drank no water. The Lord gave me the covenant, the tablets on which God himself had written all the words he had spoken to you from the fire on the mountain. At the end of the forty days and nights, the Lord handed me the two stone tablets with the covenant inscribed on them. Then the Lord said to me, Go down immediately, because the people you led out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have already turned from the way I commanded them to live, and have cast an idol for themselves from gold. The Lord said to me, I have been watching this people, and they are extremely stubborn. Leave me alone, so I may destroy them and erase their name from under heaven. Then I will make a mighty nation of your descendants, a nation larger and more powerful than they are. So I came down from the fiery mountain, holding in my hands the two stone tablets of the covenant. There below me I could see the gold calf you had made in your terrible sin against the Lord your God. How quickly you had turned from the path the Lord had commanded you to follow. So I raised the stone tablets and dashed them to the ground. I smashed them before your very eyes. Then for forty days and nights I lay prostrate before the Lord, neither eating bread nor drinking water. I did this because you had sinned by doing what the Lord hated, thus making him very angry. How I feared for you, for the Lord was ready to destroy you. But again he listened to me. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that he wanted to destroy him. But I prayed for Aaron, and the Lord spared him. I took your sin, the calf you had made, and I melted it in the fire and ground it into fine dust. I threw the dust into the stream that cascades down the mountain. You also made the Lord angry at Taborah, Massah, and Kibroth Hatava, and at Kadesh Barnea the Lord sent you out with this command, Go up and take the land I have given you. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to trust him or obey him. Yes, you have been rebelling against the Lord as long as I have known you. That is why I fell down and lay before the Lord for forty days and nights when he was ready to destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, do not destroy your own people. They are your special possession, redeemed from Egypt by your mighty power and glorious strength. Overlook the stubbornness and sin of these people, but remember instead your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you destroy these people, the Egyptians will say the Lord destroyed them because he wasn't able to bring them to the land he had sworn to give them. Or they might say he destroyed them because he hated them. He brought them into the wilderness to slaughter them. But they are your people and your special possession whom you brought from Egypt by your mighty power and glorious strength. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Deuteronomy 10. At that time, the Lord said to me, Prepare two stone tablets like the first ones and make a sacred chest of wood to keep them in. Return to me on the mountain and I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the ones you smashed. Then place the tablets in the sacred chest, the Ark of the Covenant. So I made a chest of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first two and I took the tablets up the mountain. The Lord again wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, on them and gave them to me. 
They were the same words the Lord had spoken to you from the heart of the fire on the mountain as you were assembled below. Then I came down and placed the tablets in the Ark of the Covenant, which I had made, just as the Lord commanded me. And the tablets are still there in the Ark. The people of Israel set out from the wells of the people of Jaakan and traveled to Moserah, where Aaron died and was buried. His son Eleazar became the high priest in his place. Then they journeyed to Gudgoda, and from there to Jotbatha, a land with brooks of water. At that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, to minister before the Lord, and to pronounce blessings in His name. These are still their duties. That is why the Levites have no share or inheritance reserved for them among the other Israelite tribes. The Lord Himself is their inheritance, as the Lord your God told them. As I said before, I stayed on the mountain in the Lord's presence for forty days and nights, as I had done the first time. And once again the Lord yielded to my pleas and didn't destroy you. But the Lord said to me, Get up and lead the people into the land I swore to give their ancestors, so they may take possession of it. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires you to fear Him, to live according to His will, to love and worship Him with all your heart and soul, and to obey the Lord's commands and laws that I am giving you today for your own good. The highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord your God. Yet the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of His love, and He chose you, their descendants, above every other nation, as is evident today. Therefore cleanse your sinful hearts and stop being stubborn. The Lord your God is the God of gods and Lord of lords. He is the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and takes no bribes. He gives justice to orphans and widows. He shows love to the foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. You too must show love to foreigners, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and worship Him and cling to Him. Your oath must be in His name alone. He is your God, the one who is worthy of your praise, the one who has done mighty miracles that you yourselves have seen. When your ancestors went down into Egypt, there were only seventy of them. But now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. End of reading. Deuteronomy 6.16 through 10.22 Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see This is the Bible Live. Thou shalt not go away. I want to see you, Lord. I want to experience you in my life. That is what it's all about. It's not about just being religious and having a nice lifestyle or even ultimately going to heaven, although that is going to be the final test of our relationship with God and His power to save and the reality of life in God. But in this life, it's about experiencing God, hearing His voice, feeling His presence, and experiencing His power at work within us and through us as we live our lives for the benefit and in love for those around us, our immediate families, husband, wife, children, family groups, our neighbors, people at work, as we live our lives in their benefit, pouring out our lives in order to be a blessing to them in the name of the Lord. Remember we read in Psalm 37 that the meek will inherit the earth. Clearly, that was a passage that Jesus quoted. Even in the passage from Deuteronomy, we have at least one, maybe a couple, of other quotations that Jesus quoted 
in chapter 8, Moses said to the people that he did this thing, supplying them with manna in the wilderness there, to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, but rather by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Have you heard that before? Where did you hear that? From the mouth of Jesus the Savior in the time of his temptation, as he initiated his ministry after being baptized by John the Baptist in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 4. Tonight is a very clear teaching as well that grace is not simply a New Testament concept. The entire reading tonight is about grace. In the first place, he talks about the grace that God chose them, that God called them out of Egypt and rescued them and gave them a new life. And he says that has nothing to do with how wonderful you are. It wasn't because you were so good at all. It's just simply because God has chosen to commit himself to you as his people. And God just chose us as well. We don't get into the kingdom of God because we're so good, because we don't sin, because we obey God. I was asking the question, who's righteous and who's evil? Moses clarifies that in the opening paragraph of our reading tonight. He said, For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord our God has given us. That is the standard. That's where the bar is. It's not just, oh, I'm better than that guy over there. The bar is perfect righteousness, perfect obedience to God's righteous and holy commands. Nobody meets that standard. Nobody, not you, not me, not your favorite preacher, not anybody meets that standard. Only one person ever did, Jesus the Messiah, as he walked out the perfect life of faith and trust and obedience to the Father. That's what he accomplished on our behalf. Now, as we place our faith in him, we are imputed his righteousness. We are counted as righteous because of our faith in Jesus, because his righteousness is imputed to us. A beautiful, powerful truth in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy. But it's not just about being saved in terms of being delivered from the penalty of sin. It's also about grace in living out the Christian life. Now that we are in Christ, now that we are God's people, we still live and we still experience God and his power and his blessing and all of his protection, his provision for our lives. We experience all of that as well by his amazing grace throughout the scriptures, and we see it very clearly expressed about the experience of Israel as they were delivered from Egypt by God's grace. It wasn't because they merited his favor. God simply chose them. And now God's telling them, just as you came out of Egypt by grace, you are going to go into the promised land. I'm going to give you the victory there. I'm going to walk with you and I am going to clear out the land and cause you to inhabit the land, that too will be by grace, by my unmerited, undeserved favor on you. The same thing applies to us, folks. We became Christians by grace. You're not going to live the Christian life by your own strength and your own understanding. We also live from day to day based upon His amazing grace. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Kendall Hawk Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. 
Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.